right there is like everyone's kind of doing their thing sometimes, you know. Mm. But the ride back is cool. I accidentally become uh, road dogs with Charles Hill. Ah. We've carpooled <laughs> quite a bit. That's what's up. And half his jokes are based on that. One of his jokes is uh, carpooling is basically figuring out how long you can hold a fart. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, an early Charles Hill joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, that we, we were carpooling a while ago. So. Oh, uh, you guys want to get started? Sure. sure. All right, cool. Um, all right, this is ASA Detroit. I think I cut you off, Sarah, so we're going to come back to that story. I apologize. That's okay. uh, uh, I'm your host, Mark. Let's go right, left to right. You go. Hello, Finn St. John. What are you? I am a stand-up comedian, and I do storytelling. I've started to dabble in improv, and I've done a sketch show. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Sarah Young, storytelling, stand-up. I produce shows, and I do 3D artwork with my laser. That's really cool. And you are the the epicenter from which this show was created. I am apparently the epicenter of tonight's program. Yeah, the epicenter <laughs> of tonight's program. All right, go ahead. I am Daryl Bean. Uh, I am an occasional stand-up comedian. Uh, also co-produce Sitting Down with Stand-Ups with uh, Justin Sekirka and Elena Gonzalez. Yeah. And do a bunch of other stuff, too. So Yeah. You, well, like, what kind of other things do you do? Uh, music. Uh, I play in a band called Social Bandits. Uh, yeah, right. We do weddings and events. Uh, yeah, and right. uh, put out a record of my own in 2021 Come that I on. recorded at home and you know wrote and all that sort of stuff. How do we access that? Uh, Spotify. Okay. Title. You know. Can I put you, the link in here when we you put can, it out? Absolutely. I will. Yeah. You can put my Bandcamp in there, and you can even go buy my album if you want. Or it's a DP. It's four songs, so yeah. it's not really an album. But yeah, you yeah. know. Let's be realistic about this. So, and don't you do? Um, Sarah was mentioning me. You do something for uh, Mark Ridley's. Um, yeah, I do. I've 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 recorded basically every 101 and advanced uh, class showcase. Yeah. From 2018 to now. Yeah. Um, so I've seen hundreds of stand-up comedians <laughs> in my time. And it's been fun. It's it's really been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then, can someone request for you to come there and tape? Yes, they absolutely can. Um, I've had people do that when they've like gotten a weekend. Dude, I'm um, I'm in on that. Boom, I'm, you're there hired. You go. All right, you're hired. Making money already. I love this. <laughs> Selling records, getting videos this is good. That's cool. I I have a video uh, from my not 101. I I'm going back to take that one, but I took the Joel's class. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I had that video. It's like very yeah, very nicely done. Audio is great. Well, Audio's great. Yeah, yeah, very nicely done. Sarah. So yes. the whole point of this is to not cut you off when you tell your stories, which I apologize. <laughs> okay, so strike one for me. I only get one strike. Um, also, though, you know, you can, I, uh, I kind of usually connect with one comedian, and then they bring their crew. So why did you pick this to be your crew? I am in awe of how much Finn has accomplished in, what, the nine months that you've been doing this? <laughs> it's coming up in a year in October? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, just... I've been blown away with her stage persona and the stories that she has to tell. And uh, Daryl and I are old school. Uh, pre-pandemic, we've been hanging out, and he's caught a bunch of my shows. I've had him at my winery. Yeah. I've had Finn at the winery. I'm going to have you yeah, shortly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, So just uh, my homies. So That's awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, when did you start? January 2019. I feel like we came in kind of uh, similar timetables. This is like year four, right? Uh, I'm going into halfway through year five now. Okay. Okay. So then you might have been a little bit before me. I remember the first time I saw you, 
you were, it was on the rocks, and you were uh, like kind of getting ready to, you had like made the semifinal, I believe, of Detroit to LA. Yeah, that would have been 2019. Yep, and I remember you had your your unfolding papers. Yes, that uh, I was more of a prop comic, and uh, people that are very higher up um, convinced me that was a super bad idea. <laughs> uh, Why? Why? Um, Why? Because it was cheesy, and they didn't enjoy it whatsoever, and he might have a very important uh, place with the comedy castle, just saying. Okay. And uh, so when someone like that, you know, um, tells you it's low-hanging fruit and yeah. really stupid, you kind of <laughs> rethink your life. Respect. And uh, the, the uh, pandemic gave me that opportunity to just totally rewrite who I was. Yeah. And uh, now it's a lot more personable and, I think, relatable with the audience. And I'm getting a lot more... Uh, positive reaction and just feedback from everybody in general because I'm connecting with them more than I did, you know, with my unfolding paper. Yes. When I saw you, uh, so we just last saw each other at Elena Gonzalez's Backyard Show, and that was the main reflection I had. It was like that person was like, I felt like when I saw you in 2019 and you were doing that kind of stuff, it was like someone that was funny that was trying to, like, match their funny, like trying to, and then now it feels like, oh, that's like Sarah, like saying funny stuff. And I, yeah, definitely, like echo all those things. So, c- congrats to you. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. So just, uh, I enjoyed your prop stuff too. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, it's still lurking in the back of you know the closet, <laughs> but um, my storytelling is very personal. It's all true stories, yeah. and I find approaching co- stand up the same way. It is much more relatable because everyone is going. I have a whole piece on aging parents and yeah. just uh trials with a long-term relationship and everyone's like i've been there and i do that and i am not the only one that wants to kill their spouse so yeah you know right on yeah no seriously yeah. daryl so when you are you said you've watched hundreds of 101 shows oh hundreds of, of comedians yeah at 101 shows like is that an enjoyable experience yes. or is that sometimes like like you're well, watching yes. a car crash. I find that enjoyable. So, I mean, <laughs> okay. like, it's it's all it's yeah. all win for me, really. Um, no, it's awesome. It's really fun. I, I think my favorite part at the end is com- is connecting with comedians okay. and when they're buying a video and, like, just talking yeah. to them and being like, did you have fun? Was that a good time? Are you, you going to do this more? What do you, you know, like, do you think you're going to get up again? Yeah. And just kind of gauge where they're at and, you know, whether or not they enjoyed the experience. And for the most part, most people have. They've yeah. had a really good time. And I've seen a lot of people keep going yeah. and go on and become really excellent stand-up comics. Um, and they were good to start with in the 101 showcase, but just to see them really hone what they're doing as well is pretty cool. Yeah. Like see them grow? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the coolest thing. Like people ask, always ask, like, what is your, who's your favorite comedian? Mm-hmm. And I always, like, think, like, I don't really have a favorite comedian, especially, like, big people because i'm always watching like local people mm-hmm. but uh, i think i i just enjoy like watching people's like my favorite comedian is a person who i've seen just make a leap yeah in like the last couple months for sure yeah totally and it's i took the one-on-one uh class myself when yeah. i started that's how i kind of got into it and it's been fun seeing some of the people that were in my class like kara karachi was uh, in my class yeah. and camilla 
Blario yeah. was like we had a like just a watch your special class, yeah right? that's a hitter class um so it's it's been fun watching those people from my class I think pretty much everybody minus maybe one or two people wow. have kept going and yeah. and got better and all that sort of stuff it's awesome yeah Finn did you take the class or did you just like jump in not yet yeah I just jumped in that's a good I just jumped in I jumped in for uh, a year before any nice. class yeah I was kind of scoping out the scene for. Maybe three or four months. Um, someone had suggested to me to try stand-up comedy as a creative outlet, which I thought was nuts. Like, I never intended to do it. Yeah. So I was just kind of scoping out the scene. Like, I'm never going to do this. I'm just going to go to the shows. And then I finally decided, like, you know, I'm not going to be on my deathbed. Like, thank God I never tried that. You yeah. know, So I decided, like, what the hell. Yeah. And so I put my name in the hat. And uh, we did it. I did my uh, the first set at uh, Blind Pig okay. in Ann Arbor. First set at Blind Pig? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. But it was a lot. I actually thought I was going to have a panic attack on stage, and I, I kind of almost did. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but we did yeah. it. We got through it. Survived. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So your first people have, there's people that are like, can't get on Blind Pig. They like are like trying and trying and trying. And that was your first set. That's legit. I think, uh, well, I'd been coming around for a while. I've been going to the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Yeah. I've been hitting like the Blind Pig just about every week for a few months. Yeah. So Andrew Yang, who runs that, he saw me. He mm -hmm. knew who I was, so that helped. I've been coming Hell around yeah. for a while. He knew I wasn't just going to do a bunch of like horrible things on stage. Yeah. Uh, he trusted me in some fashion. Yeah, I was really appreciative that he gave me a shot. Because I said, I think I told Brett Hayden, like, I'm just going to keep lurking until he gives me a spot. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That's a great word. Yeah. That's a great word. Now, like, did you, did you like have, like, like how long was your first set? Ah. Uh, I know it was supposed to be six minutes. I think I might have gone a little over that, but roughly six minutes wow. or so, between six and seven, yeah. Where was your first open mic? Uh, my first class was Bill's class. Okay, so you did the class first, okay. So it was the class show, and that was going to be a one-and-done situation. And then I heard the entire Ridley's, and the back room was open. It was full, 400 yeah. people. And I heard them laugh, and then I was hooked. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then uh, I had uh, a friend approach me. Um, I'm part of LBN, Local Business Network. Okay. And there was someone from the group that was there that I didn't know at the time. And at his next meeting, another person came in saying she was looking for a local comedian. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, she's part of LBN, and she's really funny, and I just saw her at Mark Ridley's, and mm -hmm. so she called and said, can you do 90 minutes? And I what? said, by myself? No. Yeah. I said, but I can put something together. And then I got together with Dan Britton that I know from 15 years ago. Yeah. And we did a combination improv uh, stand-up charity event. But I Where is this at? Uh, that was in uh, Oakland County. It was Oakland County Child Care. Oh, uh, wow. And that was in June 2019. So I was still really green, but I started doing the the um, open mics to get used to being on stage yeah. and actually having a set to put together. So uh, Christine's on the rocks a bunch, the yep. beach, Tom Swan's on the beach. Yes. Yeah. Now, okay, so it, it, like, like I started, my first open mic was at New Way. First of all, where was your first open mic? Uh, well, after the the one one showcase was it was the Heidelberg uh, when it was oh, run by Tony yeah. Lee, and that that was an uh, can I are we can we swear or are we not swear? You can do whatever you want. It's my problem. I'll take care of it later. Go <laughs> it ahead. Was, it was a show. Yeah, it was an absolute, like they yeah. threw a dude out in the middle 
of the show. Like, oh, they had to no. forcibly object. Somebody like a comic three, or a uh, uh, somebody audience. In the audience. Okay. Somebody in the audience. They had to like like three dudes came up and like yanked this Jeez-o, guy out. Pizzo. And I'm like, what is happening? And I I got on a little later in the show because I think the show didn't start till like ten. And I I was on at probably like midnight on a Tuesday. Okay. At the Heidelberg. Okay. So imagine the audience that you're probably looking at. I can. Um. And there's like seven people yeah. in the audience and. Tony had like vanished at some point. Like I was, <laughs> I had my seven minutes that I did for the showcase. I did my seven minutes and I'm like kind of looking for Tony and he's not there. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, go ahead, do some more jokes. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, but I remember during that, there was some lady in the audience who was like, you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, well. Out of these nine people, that one person thinks I'm funny. So You're in. I, this is a win. You're I, I in, take man. This is a win. Okay, so Finn, me and you are similar. We started with open mics. You started at a good open mic, right? Like yeah, that's it a was pr- great. It's a pretty good open mic. I started at my first open mic was at New Way back in the day <laughs> when it started at ten. Which actually, I I love the new New Way vibe. Yeah. I love that New Way vibe too because it was like the guy like Amit. He would like come up. He would kill the room on purpose. And then as you came up, he would try to, like, set you up for failure. Like, that was the move, you know? And so, like, that was my open mic experience. And I think the first actual show that I ever did where there was, like, laughing strangers was Greg Sharp's Room, Mm. which, like, saved my comedy brain, right? Because you're like, oh, my God, there's people here that are here. So, like, when you guys, so my question is, like, you guys did the the class show first, So that's like such, that's a packed room. Everyone brings their people. Like even if you bring a crew of 20, there's going to be like 100 strangers. So it's like, and everyone's there to laugh and everyone's like generous laughing because like they know it's a one-time thing. So like what was that like, that being your first thing? And then you like think that's comedy world. And then you enter the hellscape, which is the (laughs) seven-person, 12 a.m. open mic. Like were you like, what? Or you're like, oh, this is also cool. Everyone is going to bomb. That's yeah. just that's just part of it. And I don't remember. Oh, it was uh, Robert Schneider's room up in Atlanta, Michigan, and oh, in Memphis, 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 Michigan, Memphis yeah. yeah. I remember Robert Schneider. He's he's moved away. Where's he at? He's in D.C. Now. Okay, hell yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was in Memphis, and he wasn't there to run the show and Nick Pizzuti was there Yep. and it was we were on that show yeah that's not even open mic that's like a show show yeah Yeah, but it was it was a disaster because they wanted dirty and I didn't have dirty (laughs) then and Tom Swan was on and is he pretty dirty uh he yeah he actually is he can bring it yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean there's there's dirty and then there's raunchy he's dirty he's not raunchy gotcha and I am more of a of a Hard PG thirteen R, yeah. but I'm not raunchy. Yeah. So that's a that's a distinction. The there are people that I love as a person, but I can't bring their comedy to the winery because yeah. they will not tolerate raunch. Yeah. They just they won't, and I'm yeah. not going to bring someone in and set them up for failure. Yeah. And make myself look bad. Yeah. So there's just people I can't have. But Tom was just like everyone bombs and and don't worry and I'm just like I am totally good. It doesn't <laughs> I am not worried about this at all. Yeah. It's a learning experience. I need to write edgier things. Got it. Yeah. Um. But it was just a complete because uh, I was told one thing and then 
um, you were supposed to go up first, and then I was supposed to go up, and then Nick apparently didn't get the memo, and he just argued with us for like 10 minutes about who was supposed to go up next. Oh, no. Completely killed the room to begin with. And then he goes, oh, well, let's just keep going with Sarah. And like, oh, yeah, like they're just like, well. <laughs> what a vote of confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah. Well, whatever. Here's Sarah. Yeah, here's Sarah. That wasn't it like that. It was like, here's Sarah. And I was just like, so it wasn't even a hole I had to dig myself out of. I was in my coffin, and the yeah. lid was down, and everything <laughs> was over. And then I had to come up and say, hi, everybody. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a disaster. Um, so that was a rough show, and uh, Rebecca Conception had um, P PJ's West. Yes, I what did was that? that? Is that a, is a show or a mic? That was that was kind of like a mic show. She booked it, but it was really kind of we an open mic. mic. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, and it was just one long room with the bar was uh, set up high and the booths were set up high there was no stage yeah. we walked in between the booths and the bar oh my god and uh i am five foot yeah and everybody was over my head and so they had to look down to see me they yeah. brought their dog their samoyed dog that i had to keep stepping over yeah and they weren't hostile it was the owner's birthday so they were all token down they're not down fair for comedy yeah. yeah well they were not there for comedy and it was before everything was legal but they didn't care so yeah. they were smoking whatever they wanted to so there's a whole fog also up above my head yeah and rebecca's like oh you can go as long as you want and yeah, I was thanks. Like, initially i was like oh this is excellent i can try more material and blah 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 yeah and then i did about three or four minutes and i'm just like i am so done here yeah. you go yeah <laughs> that was that was, I was like, you know, and my husband was horrified. I had people come out to see me. And yes. I was just like, this isn't, this isn't my scene. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so those were, like, the bottom of those. Uh, and then uh, New Way. Um, 10 o'clock New Way? The, the old school New Way. 10 p.m. start, yes. Yeah. Uh, someone came out, and they <coughs> uh, put on a black mask and you had to talk to their hand and <laughs> the hand offended everybody yeah. offended everybody in the audience and the people in the audience were ready and he's like i'm not getting off the stage until you say the n-word oh Except no he was saying the oh no and he's he like it's not me it's it's me it's me oh, it's my dude. puppet you know my dude. puppet the puppet you had you know the puppet won't leave and they and they wouldn't pull him oh off the stage <sighs> And then and then I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and then they he finally leaves. The whole room is dead. Everyone's out smoking or in the bar half. Yeah. And then they're like, Yeah, next up Sarah. And I'm like, Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So I got up and I was just like, Hi everybody, it's safe. There's actually a comic up here. You you can come back now. Yeah. And they laughed and came back, but that was miserable. Different. That it's different than that sh showcase show. Yeah. It's a different whole different beast. What about you? Like, what did you? What did well, you? Well, yeah, think? it's funny that you mentioned those two shows because those are both shows I did. Rebecca's room when she was at what was it? PJ's PJ's, PJ's West. West. Um, and I remember I got there and they they frisk you at the door. That's what's up. At the first, and I'm like, gotta be safe. All right, okay. So this is that kind of place. All right, great. Um, and it was fun. Like it was yeah. a really fun show. But I remember, like, I actually I have that show recorded because I was taping all of my shows at the time yeah. to listen to back. Yes. And I started, you know, like they bring me up, here's Daryl Bean. And like I start like in my my thing and nobody is listening. They're just talking over top of me yeah, the whole yeah. time. And Rebecca <laughs> gets up and screams. Not I'm like I'm I can't 
emphasize how loud yeah. she's like, yeah, yeah. Like, lets out this shriek across the bar. Everybody shuts up, and it's like, okay, don't go ahead. I know, but <laughs> yeah. But it was, it went fine, and I actually learned a really good lesson from that room because I, I like when I got there, I'm like, I'm a nerdy forty-some-year-old white dude. Like, yeah. what am I gonna say that is gonna mean anything? Yeah. And I, I was sitting there because I went up, I think, fourth in that show. And I was, like, running through all material, my, my material and starting to think about flipping things around and re- even, like, making up new stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm just going to be myself. Oh, like, that's And I, cool. I kind of learned that, that, like, one of the – not just from that show, but that just seemed to be a thing that kept coming back, that no matter who's in the audience, that, like, being yourself authentically on stage – yeah is is the this the thing that works like when i yeah. try to do something because i think the audience is going to like that better that bombs every time it absolutely destroys but like but awesome. when i'm just myself yeah that's that seems to go better that's awesome no that's awesome um finn nine months in <laughs> are you like where are you at are you like so there, I feel like there's like open mics, right? You're in that open mic stage where you're just like running around town, putting your name on lists. Then there's like, okay, you've met enough people where now you're gonna get on like a, um, a blind pig show where it's like a scheduled open mic, and then like the next level might might be like a little showcase, maybe a little paid thing, you know, right? So like, where are you at on that? Um, yeah, I've done you know like the open mics where you kind of just show up and yeah. perform for a bunch of comics and like who are all talking. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And then yeah. yeah, then there's like the curated open mics where you apply ahead of time and get on. And then I have done some booked shows where I'm like on the poster. Hell yeah! I didn't Sarah's show. That was one of the best rooms. You there did Sarah's like, show within your first nine months. Yeah. Well, I've been four years. Well, I, 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 paid, I paid her, so you know, I, I bribed <laughs> her. I bribed. Her. I uh, there was a guy in the front. I remember that was such a fun room. That that show that both. I heard it's great. So fun. I heard nothing but great stuff it's, about the winery it's very intimate it's 26 seats yeah and it, i am lucky we're going into it'll be our third year upstairs with ticketed shows and two shows every month and everyone has been i'm knocking on my head knock on wood uh sold out hell yeah so I that's mean, what's that's up. crazy. So it's impressive. Yeah. All right. So so you're doing the winery. It's a fun show. Oh, it was great. I you know it was kind of out in New Hudson. So you know I kind of bring it with you know you know visually like what you know I, I stand out in places you know and, <laughs> and so I didn't know how I was going to be received there and I remember there was a guy in the front row that was just dying i mean he was just like he was holding his side i was like i want to bring you to every single show (laughs) like it was amazing and he he was legitimately just enjoying me and my material and i was bringing it with like some queer material (laughs) yeah 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 and uh and they they loved it which was really cool it felt really good that's cool yeah are you enjoying like you were saying like the open mics where there's like just comics like are you enjoying that phase or is that something like you're not enjoying those are I have, I'm neurodivergent. Um, I don't know what that means. I have ADHD. Okay. And I should know what that means. No, that's cool. I it's teach special ed, so I should <laughs> know what that means. All right. I have ADHD, and I'm on the spectrum. Yeah. And uh, so for me, acoustically, when I, when, when I can hear talking, okay. I cannot focus. Like if I'm supposed to read or write yeah. or talk, I like if I can hear other talking, if it's the TV, the television, other comments, like people talking, I have a really hard time focusing. So the shows where it's a bar and there's people talking, yeah. you know, it was like a low grade murmur the whole time. And yeah. 
and you're not even sure if people are paying attention. And yeah. Like those are cognitively more difficult for me to manage, but I like doing them because it's like it builds you up. You know, it's like build that muscle to kind of get totally. better at it because you're going to inevitably be doing shows like that. So it's not yeah. realistic to avoid those. So I kind of I do those, but those are more challenging for me. Yeah. And I, but I, I like the shows where you it's like a booked show. You're on the poster. People go. They've paid money. They are there to watch the show, and so they're behaving appropriately. You know, and yeah, everyone likes shows. Finn. Yeah, like those, yeah. those are nice. Yeah. Those are nice. Oh, I you like good shows? Well, oh, wow. You know, you know, sometimes, sometimes. You know, you don't <laughs> yeah, like those are fun. But I, I appreciate all of them. Like I just did a room. It was like a, it was an eclectic variety show. It yeah. was such an interesting show in Ipsy mm. called the Sandbox, and so there were two puppet shows. And then, like, they did a stargazing thing where it was, like, astronomy. Like, you are looking at the stars, and they explain the constellations and all these things. It was, and then I was the only comic. And so people liked my material, but it was yeah. – they're not giving you a lot of energy. Gotcha. And it was a pretty small room. And uh, so people were like, oh, we really like that. It was great. But but I'm when I'm in a show, I notice, like, I'm, I'm a terrible audience member because I don't la – I'm not a big laugher. Like, I'm having yeah. a great time, and I think you're funny, but I'm not – like I might smile, yeah, you know, yeah, like I don't yeah. like sometimes I'll have a little laugh to myself. So but I try to get better about that. If I'm in the front, I try to make an effort to like laugh and be like a better audience yeah. member. I try not to sit in the front. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Either. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm a lurker. I like staying uh, yeah. back. I like to say like I notice like I because you, you get like if you're at open mic and you're waiting for your turn and you, you can laugh yourself out pretty much. Right. You only have so many laughs. So like I same with you. I'll listen. And I'm like, oh, and I'll be like, I'll just, I'll, I'll be like, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, that's good, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't know. I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I realize I'm like, I know sometimes I'm like, oh, people weren't laughing or they're not laughing loud. Like they're not bringing, giving yeah. you a lot of energy, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm like the worst audience member myself mm-hmm. personally. So it's fine. Like it's all like, you know, it just gets you stronger. Like everything that you do, especially the rough rooms. Yeah. Just get you stronger or make you want to quit. You know, either way. That new way, that old new way. Do you ever do old, old style oh, new yeah. way? Yeah. So old style new way, I would feel accomplished if I got one person in that bar area to go like this. Like just turn, <laughs> absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. If they turn, yeah. or maybe c- they come over from the bar to the to like the the, the wall the wall window divide. Yeah, to watch you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a win. Hell yeah. What's your favorite like grimy open mic? What's your favorite grimy open mic? Or maybe not to grimy. Or like like what's your favorite like open mic that like that's like you think of like an open mic and that's. Like your vid- mine is old style new way and even new way now I can't go to new way a lot because it's like I end up I end up going on at like twelve thirty I gotta get up crazy early right but that's my fate one of my favorites because it's like everybody's there comedy's going on mm. there's all the audience is floating in and out people are hanging out people are networking that's my favorite what's that's, your favorite that's my favorite because if you can make someone laugh there then you really have something going yeah. because they've seen everything and they've seen you a hundred times. Yeah. And if you can catch them off guard and make someone actually laugh, and yeah. it's just like, all right. Cause if you can make them laugh there, then in an easy room, you're going to kill. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that for just it being just, you know, just a ball buster, that would be it. Yeah. No, for sure. I like that. I like the word you just said too, off guard. That's like you get a comic and you catch them off guard with something mm-hmm. they don't see it coming. That feels good. Yeah, that totally feels good. What about you? Um, I've been going back a little bit, a little bit uh, to uh, Mark Poindexter's 142 oh. West. Dude. I think was that the name? Yeah, of Mark that? quit. Was it Not like quit. Yeah, was he, it? he quit. He yeah. quit. Quit. 
Okay. Yeah, he quit quick. In Dearborn Heights, where was it? Yeah. Three one three. No, it's not one three one three. It was something. It was three four two. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that wood like wood panel grungy old bar, and the dude at the bar would yell at us all the time and stuff like that. And they're playing pool. And they're playing pool. Loud pool. Um, the loudest you can. That's I think might be still my favorite laugh that I've ever gotten for a joke because I I did a joke where I I talked about uh, Clyde from uh, from Every Which Way with Loose. I don't and, know what that is. Um, I, I, this is a joke about like how hairy I am. Okay, okay. That because I grew up in the seventies and my mom might have might have hooked up with. With Clyde from Every Which Way But Loose. Okay. And I remember Steve Hansen went, ha! <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I got Steve Hansen. That's, yeah. That's still the proudest. Like, that's what's up, man. I feel like I should have a badge or something. That's what's up. Where, <laughs> Mark, I like Mark a lot. Like, what, he just he just had enough of it? He just, uh, things going on. Yeah. And it was clashing, and he just wasn't happy. I gotcha. And, yeah. uh, and he was burnt out and not happy and just, he, yeah. he just... Shut that down. I get the burnout. I get I get like like the burnout stuff stuff. I totally get that. Finn, what's your favorite open mic so far? Um, I gotta say there's a newish one at the Bloom Meadworks that Vivian Burgett does. Hmm. Um, she's it's like, like rocking a lot of shows. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. She does. She's doing Heidelberg now, but she's doing one at the at Bloom once a month. It's for Femme Them. Yeah. And uh, my comedians. And, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's an amazing room, and people bring it. Like it is an impressive show. Yeah. Sometimes I'm intimidated. Like all people are going, and I'm like, man, I gotta follow these people. Like, it's a really, really, really good show. It's and feedback too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a different comic there every month that gives feedback, and um, it's really helping people grow and giving kind of a safe space for comedians that are, um, you know, feminine or queer, yeah. trans, yeah, yeah, comics to have a space to kind of try stuff out. And That's cool. Uh, yeah, I. It's such a good show. It is an absolutely phenomenal show. And it's a tiny, tiny room. I mean, mm-hmm. there are maybe 20 people, 25. It's just like three rows of people. Yeah. It's and weird. You're like in the, the front row. You're like in their lap. It's like a little bit awkward. But yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, so you're, close. You, where you're sitting, this it's is the front row. Oh, here. cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you're like right in their face. Yeah. And, uh, and last month was the first time I had done that because my schedule just always clashed. But that was so supportive. And yeah. Uh, Camila was the feedback. Comic oh, perfect, and, perfect. And she was just like, they, I, I had response there like I never had anywhere else. Yeah. I had more like applause breaks and laugh breaks. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel legit. I have no idea what to do with this feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, you know, and it's just like, holy cow. And uh, it was probably, and of course I didn't record it because why would I do that? Uh, like you don't record every set? Uh, it was audio. I had it on audio, but oh, I didn't nice. have a video. Oh, I don't. You, you, do you guys go video every set? Like, do you normally go video? Uh, mostly. Well, mostly because uh, Ben will be there and he'll just gotcha. catch it on his Makes phone. Makes sense. Um, but if he's not there, then it's audio. That's cool. Yeah. I go audio every time. What about you? Yeah, ironically, I, I usually record audio instead of video for yeah. myself, too. So. Yeah. yeah. I always record my audio. I've forgotten a couple times that I kicked myself for the ones I've forgotten. But, yeah, I try to always record my audio. And then a lot of times I'm lucky, like, a friend is in the audience, and so they'll record the video yeah. for me. It's so valuable because I'll go back and listen. And because I'm like, I think the perfectionist in me likes the stand-up because I find it horrifying. I still mm. can't believe I'm doing this. But because uh, it's like, okay, you listen back or watch the video, and it's like, how can I make this joke tighter? How can yeah. I make it funnier? How can I'm always like the perfectionist in me is always like, okay, how can I make this better yeah. every time? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I learned a lot. And the audio used to be sufficient, but then I realized, no, seeing the video 
because now like getting you know expressions like facial expressions yeah. and gestures and stuff yeah. and trying to get those to seem like authentic in the moment and I don't know yeah I'm always like how many times are you gonna touch your face Mark when yeah I take the video yeah, yeah. then you, you know? see the weird stuff so I notice I do here. this weird wriggling thing like in my upper I like I wriggle kind of I don't know yeah. what it is but I notice myself I'm like what is that what are you doing why are you doing that because <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous is what it is I'm yeah. freaking out yeah this is so out of my comfort zone no it's yeah. cool going back to Vivian real quick this it seems like to shout out to her. She yeah. is like busting her behind to like do a lot of cool things for yeah. the whole community. Yeah, she really is. So that's is. cool. She's awesome. That's cool. Then we're going to transfer to another cool person who's doing a lot of cool things for the community. Let's talk to you, Sarah Young. Oh, dear. Okay, let's talk to you. No, no, no. So <laughs> this like winery thing, mm -hmm. which started out, I imagine, as a way for you to get time. Um. Or no? Well, I do the 3D and laser photography artwork and I do cinnamon spice sugar-free nuts that I um, was the low-hanging fruit that I started my yeah. comedy sets with but I was making them out of a kitchen in New Hudson right next door in the church next door to the winery and I had a little shop that had my product in it and in Wixom and they closed okay and so I had all the stuff in my Jeep, and I didn't feel like cleaning it out. And then they changed keys on me at the at the at the kitchen. So just on a fluke, I had the time, and I went out to the kitchen. And when I came out, there was a uh, email because my tire cover is my website, and there was a email from Dan Wyand, who is one of the owners of the winery. And he says, I think I need to talk to you about engraving things. Um, I'm right next door. Are you available? And so when I came out, I found this email. And I called him. And he goes, yeah, I'm still right here. You know, come on by. And the winery exists because Dan and Brenda have a charity called Giving 360. Okay. And they got weekly returns and closeouts and end-of-season product from Bed Bath and Beyond, Home Depot, Lowe's, those kind of stores, and so they had everything that those stores had, and it was on a as-needed basis. Yeah. So if you needed something and they have it, it was yours, oh, completely wow. free. Oh, that's cool. And it's all pay it forward. So the money that you saved, give it to another charity, do something good for something else. It's all pay it forward, um, and they've helped so many people. Uh, but to keep the charity going, they've been venting wine for about 15 years now. And it was out of their house, and they were getting too big. And so in September 2019, they opened the winery. Okay. And uh, and the their charity is just up the street on Grand River, and a dollar from every bottle that they sell goes to their charity. But they can fund it to... Who needs the help? So when the dam broke in Midland, yeah, um, they funded all their money to them. And uh, Jim Dunsmore, when his wife was going through um, her cancer, yeah, uh, and we did a couple fundraisers, and one of them was there, and all the money went to Jim and his wife to pay medical yeah. bills. He seems like a great guy, just from like my like a couple interactions with him. Yeah, uh, he Jim is amazing, also, um, but. So they, I went over there and I started, they have flight boards and I etched the flight boards and they used to have signs on the wall that said what kind of 
wine they had, and I did all of those for them. Yeah. And they have a clock that I did, and they have tumblers that they sell that I etch for them, and they sell my nuts. And <laughs> and uh, what is uh, what you'll see is the we use as the green room is the fermentation room. It used to be the whole tasting room. Yeah. And the tasting room and the showroom upstairs and the patio was just empty. <clears throat> and they always had a plan. They always knew what they wanted to do with the space. And they would give tours of everything and explain what they saw their future yeah. as. And so that December, uh, December 2019, um, we were taking a group of friends through um, a tour. And the original family, uh, this is a farmhouse that was built in 1850, um, the original family isn't stuck there, but it's their home. So select members actually, had, they've had multiple people citing it coming back to visit the original spirits. Yeah. yeah. And he was going upstairs and he said, upstairs the matriarch is there and she just wants laughter and love and fun parties back in the house. And then he turned to me because he knew I'd been doing this for a hot minute and said, do you want to run a room? And I said, yes, because <laughs> neither of us knew what the hell we were going to do. Yeah. But I said, sure, you know, yes, and, you know, something like that falls in your lap. Yeah. And so we, and then 2020 happened, and then the world shut down. So in May of 2020, we started doing um, shows in the parking lot, and they were... I remember that. I remember the parking lot shows early. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. And so we did those for all of... You and Bert Kreischer doing parking lot shows. Yeah. Yeah, so that was just... It was just crazy, and uh, and then they always wanted us to be ticketed so that they would allow me to pay the comics what they felt yeah. they wanted me to be paid. It's all community. It's all drawing people in and making yeah. them laugh and making a community. That's what Brenda's end game is. That's her whole reason for doing anything is community and just giving back to what's around her. And uh, And so they finally were able to finish the inside and get all their sewer hookup and all the red tape done and we opened inside December 21 and and uh, we've been doing all of 22 and then all of this year and uh, monthly shows and just uh, I'm blessed with uh, the response and it's not the same uh, audience members mm -hmm. each month there's probably only 5% that are repeats and for both shows and 95% new people because the they're finding the winery and that's becoming a destination in and of itself. Yeah. And Dan just pushes it and it's like, we have comedy, come back. And they come back and they tell their friends and they tell their friends and and it's um, it's a kind of a monster onto itself. But it's it's, you know, I'd love to get everyone on every month, but it's just... Um, and and there's just not enough room and time in the world to be able to do. That's a good thing, though. Do. That's yeah. a good thing, though, right? I mean, that's a good. Like, I'm always, I was, I'm always crazy respectful of something that s anyone can like start something because you always have all that energy, right? You have the energy and you have like uh, the motivation and you like want to create something. But then, when like the energy, not the energy wears off. But kind of like this podcast, right? So it was like really cool. I want to start it, and I got it going. And then it's like, oh yeah, I got to edit this thing every Saturday, right? And then that gets grindy, and like, oh, I got to sketch. Well, like, I mean, they're fun things, but like, 
they get repetitive, right? So you've kept that like very steadily going and that's growing and you know, you've got past the excitement part and now you're like with the like producing a show every month, which is hard to do, like rotating people and getting new audience members. And it's like everyone I talk to says it's awesome. People want to go back. You're you're saying it's so I mean, that's cool. So kudos to you. Yeah. Nice yeah, job with that. That's gotta feel pretty good. It's uh diametrically different from anything I would have seen myself doing. Yeah. Uh what well, what did we figure out? It was like uh five, six years ago. Six years ago, I walked away from corporate America and into this bizarre world yeah. where I'm actually doing what I love and people are enjoying it. And I'm how lucky I am to say I am an artist and, and this is what I do. And it's yeah. just so crazy. And I feel so, it sounds so pretentious. It's just like, no, I'm it doesn't. Artiste. Why does it? Well, no, it doesn't sound pretentious. No, artiste, and I'm like, you're not oh, giving that yeah. like. Like you're saying it like like so, someone can say they're an artist, but not like say it in a way where they think they're better than someone who is having to grind out that nine to five. Right. I get a little bit frustrated where someone like somebody thinks like they're like I I think there's like there's a lot of respect in like grinding out a job, mm. you know, maybe that you don't like to do. And I don't like and I'm not saying that you're doing this at all. I'm giving you come because you're not doing this where someone says, oh, well, I'm like doing this. And like poo poo to that. Well, like to respect you, respect them, right? Everyone's just busting oh, their behind. I have all yeah, that yeah. respect for people that can do. I mean, I couldn't do it. It was physically killing me. Yeah. It was. How long did you do it for? Uh, all my life until I walked away six, seven years ago. So I mean, you did do it, right? I mean, well, you did, I did it. Yeah. Because that's what you do. That's what's normal. It's yeah. What, what you're supposed to do. You grow up and you have a nine to five and you pay your bills and you do you know you're an adult and this is what you do and i've been a creative since i was born and um it took a lot of guts to turn my back on what's normal and start living what i need to do and then the world opened up yeah if i were still doing the nine to five i wouldn't be doing this yeah there's just no way just it never would have happened yeah I am I'm a nine to fiver. I'm like a moonlighter, artiste, as you would say. Are you are you are you guys both nine to fiving or what are you doing? Um, yeah, I mean I, I'm a uh, instructional designer for Baker College. Oh, um, cool! That's my like regular job. I yeah. was actually a teacher for 15 years. Where at? To uh, Heartland. Oh, okay. I taught in Heartland for 15 yeah. years until I just couldn't do it. Okay, more. okay, fair man. Um, yeah, and uh, that was one of the things like when I learned that about you. Like, it was one of the, the things that I, I feel like that really I had a lot of respect for you when you did that. Because we, you know, we both kind of did that thing of, like, walking away from, like, the job you're supposed to have. Yeah. Right? You know? With my storytelling, the last big storytelling yeah. was telling that part of my story. And Daryl came and videoed it that. So. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was something I'm like, ah, all right. You know, so I, because I, I get that same feeling of, like just getting to a point where like i this is killing me i can't do it anymore yeah um and i was you know really fortunate that after a little bit of time between ending teaching and starting in instructional design it was it was really kind of a fluke finding that job i was like trying to get a job anywhere yeah um like and it had just just not gotten a job working at aldi like not even getting an interview Whoa. And then, like, my friend Ouch. at the time, my friend was um, the dean at uh, at Cleary University yeah. in Howell. 
um, at the undergrad at Dean. He was like, dude, they have this instructional design job. You should, you should apply for it. And I'm like, all right, well, okay, we'll put in for it. I'll do anything, yeah. right? And thinking after it had been two years or so of trying to get like a, another regular job mm-hmm. after doing videography, trying to get a videography vi- business off the ground, and that yeah. didn't really work out. Um, and I was just sort of beaten down a little bit of yeah. like, okay, I'm going to apply for this job, and I'm not going to get this one either because yeah. that's just my life right now. That can become the pattern. And yeah. um, and then I got it, and it turned out to be this really great job that fit me really well because I could do it at home. Um, you know, I, I go to campus sometimes, but I do work at home quite a bit, and the schedule is very flexible, so I could be a little bit more, you know, like if I needed to be a little late one day, I could just work a little later. Yeah. Like I wasn't set to a schedule yeah. the way that I was when I was teaching. Yeah. And it just opened up all kinds of different opportunities for me because yeah. I had that flexibility in my life. Yeah. That's so funny. Like, I need <laughs> the structure. You need you need to know what time to get to work. <laughs> I need the structure. Like, like I can get up. If I have to be somewhere at mm-hmm. 4.30, I can get up at 4. Mm-hmm. No problem. Feet on floor. Yep. If I don't have to be somewhere at 4.30, I'm like... I don't, I just like, I'm not great. Like, so in, in with my summer off, mm. I make sure I have like structure four out of the five days. That's really Like smart. I set up something, like I set up a little, I run a little camp mm. and then I do like a little side work because I know I'm not great with that, man. I'm not great. Just to keep yourself on the, on the track. Yeah. And like, even like <laughs> on the structure, like if I'm structured, mm. I'll hit more open mics. Like summer, you think I'd be crushing open mics. Well, because like the schedule is willy nilly. Then everything just bleeds willy nilly. Yeah. Whereas like structures like Tuesday, I go here. Mm. You know what I mean? Like because I know this, because I know this is a time, and I know blah blah blah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Finn, are you working that nine to five? You're living that full creative. Uh, no, I do have to pay the bills. My my latest. I've had a number of different careers actually that I've walked away from. Uh, but my latest is uh, I'm substitute teaching. I wouldn't. Con- oh, we talked about this. Yeah, yes. I wouldn't consider it a career. It's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That's working. God for bless me. you. Uh, it's interesting i didn't think i i thought it was one of those things i didn't think i could ever do i remember because i'm like nervous and shy and, in, and like introverted perfect and for things, a substitute right? teacher yeah I'm perfect I, in ninth grade i remember we had this sub this uh she was a student teacher yeah and for english class and she was a mess i mean she was like oh she was so nervous yeah she was holding this paper trying to like when it was her day to teach you know and she was shaking and the, the yeah. paper was shaking her voice was quivering a lot of respect and I'm like, her way i bet that is uh how I would be if I ever was a teacher. Like, I can't do that. I would never. But, yeah, yeah I decided I needed something flexible, and uh, I just decided to go for it. And yeah. I actually really like it. The students usually, like, will think I'm funny, you know, and they'll, yeah. they'll kind of be all right. But sometimes I'll do the same kind of thing, you know, with attendance, and, like, people usually think they're co- I'm cool, they like my vibe yeah. or whatever. But then sometimes there's a classroom that's just like, we don't have to respect you, you know. And then yeah. they, they really push limits, and, and then I have to, like, I really had to tap and dig deep to my authoritative – classroom management skills oh, wow. it's, all, it's all a facade your inner rage <laughs> oh, really yeah yeah i've rage. had to i've had to kind of throw down like okay we're not doing this today yeah. like this we're not yeah. this is not what's happening today and uh yeah when, <laughs> when i was substitute teaching i realized like when i like i my trick to substitute teaching was giving options mm-hmm. yes but options. the options that i didn't want them to do were horrific <laughs> like you can like you can go to the bathroom if you want but then I'm going to do this. Like, I'm not going to physically. Because I remember when I first started, I was like a tough dude. Mm. So I was getting into these kind of like. 
Oh, you were getting power struggles? Power struggles, that man. That always works. That always works good. <laughs> no! <laughs> Disaster! <laughs> Disaster! Alpha male. Dude, alpha, like, alpha, like, I'm like, do you know who I am? Like, in my head, I'm like, do you know how many hits I got in baseball when I was your age? You know, like, they're like, I don't care, dude. I want to go smoke cigarettes in the bathroom, you know? So, yeah, that was what I, like, had to learn quick. But it's like, the one thing about substitute teaching is, and you can maybe speak to this, too, you know, you go through four years of teacher training mm. you know you do students teaching but even the student teaching is like you got your person there and if it gets a little bit crazy they're going to bail you out whatever it is what it is you can kind of snake out of some bed dude substitute teaching is like and i feel like the unwritten rule of substitute teaching is like do not bother us in the office mm. right mm -hmm. like like do so it's like you have like you got to survive 60 minutes it's like a fight a little bit like and you learn how to do it and you're gonna like you fail i've failed a million times but you figured like did you have to sub when you first started I, well you know what i did right before i started uh doing instructional design i'd like i for like okay. six weeks yeah i, I was uh i was a long-term sub yeah in south line schools yeah um and remind reminded myself why i wasn't teaching <laughs> yeah did you have to sub before you started teaching no no, I mean I student okay. taught. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but then I, I pretty much like went straight to grad school after I graduated. Um, oh, I've worked for a couple of years after that, but I didn't teach. I was just working. So you never taught? Um, until I like got into the school oh, systems here by subbing in, in Michigan. No, I just started teaching. Like, oh, gotcha. I, gotcha I got gotcha, my gotcha, master's gotcha. degree. Okay. Then I got a I got a job out of out of my master's degree at um, like a like a charter academy in Lansing. Yeah. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And then I got a job in Ferndale like two months after I got yeah. hired at this charter academy. And I, t I liked I really liked working in Ferndale a lot. It was I was an elementary music teacher. Oh, wow. I had four buildings that I oh, went to. So cool. I was like driving around. It was awesome because you know how you have like those those in-service meetings. Dude, no one knows where you're at. No one knew where I was. It was amazing. Especially <laughs> if you're between buildings. <laughs> it's like he's over there. He's over, over there. Who knows? Jefferson. No, yeah. I'm over at Wilson. No, I'm over. Yeah. You know, so that was a great. And then uh, then I got hired in Harlan, which was closer to home for me because I lived in Howell at the time. Okay. Um, and taught in Howell for, or I'm sorry, in Harland for you know like 15 years. Yeah. Um, in a variety of different positions and just got burned I, I i spent the most time in a fifth and sixth grade building yeah and if you know anything about different ages levels of students i think fifth and sixth grade is is possibly the worst <laughs> i can carry like yeah even so, i know people uh, are like middle school i actually like seventh and eighth graders quite a lot they're they're very like they're witty um yeah, they, yeah. they like sarcasm you can so talk like to me them. yeah exactly you they you yeah. know they like dry humor and you can mm -hmm. mess with them and it's fun right yeah. like fifth and sixth grade they're like not old enough to get that humor yet and so they're not funny and yet they also think they're too cool mm -hmm. to be elementary school it's a bad kids, combo man it's a terrible combo it's 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 awful like it's so bad combo and i i'm i'm not exempt from that i i think the worst version of myself was sixth grade daryl <laughs> it's the worst all right what grade was your worst version uh all of them no come on come on i i was super uh, quiet and introverted and shy, and uh, my parents moved from Oak Park to the wilds of West Bloomfield. <laughs> the wilds. Of yeah, West when <laughs> I was fourteen, <laughs> and uh, that was before any kind of cell phones and long distance calls cost a fortune. Yeah, they uprooted me, and so I spent 
tenth through twelfth grade talking to nobody for three oh, years. Oh no, Sarah! So it was, it was terrible. And I, I had a friend that I knew my whole life who his family moved just a mile away from us uh, at the same time, and he made friends in the new school. And the last day of high school, when we had graduated, he said, "Oh, we're all going to go to Cedar Point tomorrow, and do you want to go?" And my first inclination was to say no, uh, because that was my, you know, my M.O. Yeah. Um, but my stomach flipped upside down, and I broke out in a cold, <laughs> cold sweat. And I said, "Okay." And that's where I met all the people that I consider my high school friends now was from that trip. Yeah. And uh, damn. And that's how I everything that scares me that bad is the world telling me that I need to look at it. That's yeah, how I yeah, yeah. got into stand-up because i was watching a whole bunch of stand-up i had already left i had already left um corporate america at this point and i was it was christmas time and i was watching uh like gabriel iglesias and ellen and just a lot of stand-up on you know netflix Mm -hmm. and the thought occurred to me that they're just talking about their life and then my stomach flipped upside down and I broke out in a cold sweat. And I was like, God damn it. So I uh, told people I was thinking of taking a stand-up class. And then uh, yeah. and no one said it was a bad idea. So then I had to do it. Mm. And, uh, and that's, how, it. that's how it, my whole life has gone. It's if uh, I tell people what I'm thinking and they don't say it's a bad idea. And then I have to do it to save face. That's and, cool. Uh, and uh, but that was like the first time. But yeah, no, I didn't talk to anybody for three years. It's just it's on me. It's just not who I was. But yeah, yeah, you figured it out. It took you a little bit of time. <laughs> That's <laughs> it cool. Took a lot of bit of time. That's fine. My whole life. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. What do, what do you do if you do say it's a bad idea? Do you do it anyway? Because that's what I would do. <laughs> well, if I probably would because it's like, tell me I can't do something. That'll be fun because then I'm going to yeah. prove you wrong. That's I why mean, I like you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love proving people wrong. It's like, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, watch me. Um, so if we want you to do something, we can either tell you to do it and you'll do it or tell you not to do it and you'll still do it. So it's like, you're just going to do it. Well, you know, <laughs> it has to be my suggestion. I mean, you could probably say you thought it was a bad idea and then I would still do it to prove you wrong. So. Yeah. That's cool, though. <laughs> Seems like you're, like, hitting your groove. I think I am. That's I awesome. I am. That's awesome. All right, when was your worst age? Uh, That's I a good know. game. When were your Is worst version? Like, what? I yeah, think, what school I don't know. version? I was honestly, like, my mom always said I was born 25. Like, I just, <laughs> I was a nerd. I was a people pleaser. I yeah. was a parent's dream. You know, I was, yeah. really, I was a good mm. kid. Like, I didn't act out. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I never like skipping school was like, oh God, why would you do that? And I, you know, and I had bad study habits, like which I now know attribute to ADHD. And I, so if I didn't go to class, I was screwed. Like I had to go to class. I never, I mean, I didn't, I don't know. I mean, I had my teenage years for sure. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I hated my mom when I was like 17. Yeah. Uh, I dated this guy. Gosh, he was such a jerk. I was going to call, I remember, no swearing. We'll call him a jerk. And uh, and my mom, and I really realized that. But then my mom hated him, you know, and I loved that. I loved that my mom hated oh, my boyfriend. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so, nice. I, so I dated Good. him probably longer than I would have if, you know, just because my mom didn't like him. But yeah. then I got tired of being grounded. Like, he'd always bring me home late, like real late. Mm. And, 
and uh, it was dumb. It was dumb, you know. And I was just like, I'm sick of being grounded. This guy yeah. is actually a jerk, uh, <laughs> big time. And yeah, we're just not going to do this yeah. anymore. So yeah, you know, I had a little phase, my little, my little terror. Yeah, but I was a, I was a nerd. I wasn't interesting in that way. Like I wasn't, I didn't, I was, I wasn't out there getting in trouble. I did. I think mm. I do remember. I teepeed a house one time. Uh, it wasn't sure. my idea. I was You're along for right the ride. Hell, I so. was, yeah, you know, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you've heard what you know. I I. Uh, well, this was after high school, but I stole the McDonald's. Oh chair. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. that story. And uh, the criminal and the sawhorse with the Yehudi light still on it, and the newspaper box. But I did have one boyfriend when I was in high school, and and he it was the kind of thing where you'd show someone his picture and say, "Oh, it's a really bad picture." No, it it looked like him. Uh. It, it was it was terrible. He. And he wasn't very nice. And my father really hated him. And one day he disappeared. And I had no idea what happened. I got ghosted. I had no idea. Yeah. And it was a long time after. And I had already been with Ben. And my dad says, oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah. He goes, I didn't like him. He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, you came home. You were in trouble. I had to drive him back to his house. And he apparently said to this young man, um, that is my daughter. I love her very much. And you are riding in my Suburban, which is a great deal bigger than you are. And if I ever see you in the neighborhood, I will run you over with the Suburban, back up over you, and then run you over again to make sure I did not miss you the first time. Are we quite clear? He old schooled him, huh? He he sitcommed him. And and the young man said, oh, my God. And then I never saw him again. So And and I just said, you sitcommed my boyfriend. Who does that? Apparently my dad does. Your loving father. My loving father. He physically threatened to... And him numerous ways and numerous times. So that was fun. Respect. Respect to the when you could do things like that. Um, Daryl, you are <laughs> producing, uh, by the way, you said like eight things that I hopefully the statute of limitations are all over because you've named eight crimes. It was an had. amazing time because yes. you know, your dad was also like, yes. no one will believe you. Yeah. No one will no. believe you if you tell him. Yeah. 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 No kidding. Right now, that'd probably be like on YouTube. Um so Daryl, you're running like uh, what, what um, standing? What was what it? What? Sitting down with stand-ups. Sitting, yeah, not Cooper standing with sta- sitting down with stand-ups. Yep. And who you, corporate you and who came up with the idea for that? Well, that that show's been around for a while, for in a, okay. in a bunch of different iterations, and um, I think like Dave Shank um, okay. was producing it previously. And I, it may have even preceded me a little bit. Yeah. Right? Like, I didn't even know about it yet um, at the time. But uh, Marco Gonzalez, Marco, was it Gonzalez? Marco, I think. Rodriguez? Red, was it Marco Rodriguez? I don't know. Mar- I just know Marco. Everybody always says Marco. So Marco. So Marco. Uh, Marco, who passed away oh, wow. in okay. 2020, I think. So recently, pretty recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty recently. Um, he was kind of the heart and soul of that of the previous iteration of the show. Okay. Um, so it kind of sat around for a while and it changed hands. A couple of people were like, oh, I'm going to start it. How can a show change hands? I don't understand that. Not well. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say like, like this show, let's say I stop, like, let's say I, sure. how would it change hands? Like, it's my I mean, thing. It depends on like, so in most cases, like in our, the thing that we struggled with the most is like the Facebook page, right? Like who's got access to the Facebook page and you can transfer that to somebody else. But if you don't do that or like somebody's like, oh, yeah, I lost all the passwords, 
we ended up having to like redo. So multiple everything. people were involved in this project. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I understand. So it wasn't just like Marco saying multiple people were involved in it. Yes. So right. like, what's our next move without Marco? I understand. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and somebody, somebody had decided to take it over and then bought all the equipment off of Dave Shank. Yeah. And then decided they didn't want to do it. And I think Justin and Steve, um, ah, Davini. Um, who had moved to, to L.A. recently. But okay. um, Justin and Steve were going to reboot the show, and they bought all this equipment yeah. from whomever it was. I don't remember who it was, maybe Jay Hunter or something. I don't, I don't remember. But um, but they bought all the equipment, and they were going to restart the show, and they wanted to do it video-wise. And that's yeah. Steve brought me in because he knew I knew the a video lot guy. About, about videography. Yeah. And we had been talking about him doing a talk show or some crazy thing like that, and I had him buy a bunch of stuff for that yeah. so you know they pulled me in and said well what do we need to be able to do this and it's like well okay you need to buy these things yeah and then we need to set it up this way and we need to do that and that's when i kind of like entered the picture as like the, the yeah. sort of like hang a black thing on the wall and let's get some lights and do this yeah and let's put that there and then what should we sit around and like well you got that shuffleboard table that looks kind of cool let's stick that in there yeah um and yeah it's the biggest struggle was really sort of like getting access to the things that they had previously but i think in a way that ended up being an asset to us because it forced us to just basically reboot entirely okay. and start all yeah. over again yeah no it's cool man it's like impressive to watch um i think you guys do a nice mix of like having like supporting like all these like local people mm -hmm. and then also you have these kind of like established like performers mm -hmm. come on which kind of like to me, like legitimizes the whole thing. It even makes like the person you had on who maybe not be nor even more legit. You know, so it's neat. It's yeah. a really cool dynamic. It, it, it's interesting to hear like when you talk to somebody who's maybe like a, a more local comic and hear their story yeah. and then compare and contrast it to somebody who's yeah. maybe like a more established like a touring comic yeah. or something like that. How much? How many similarities there are really in their yeah. stories? So that like you can see where these people are like, okay, well, this guy who's a local comic in ten years probably going to be just like this yeah. person over here. Yeah. Um, so it's it's exciting, and it's fun to, like, you know, kind of like your show where, like, there's so many people that we want to have on it. And oh, I can imagine, man. Yeah. so many shows. So it's, like, we're on a list. I think we have, like, this – we have, like, a, a Google sheet oh, yes. with, like, a bunch of names on it. We're just yes. kind of like, all right, let's talk to them. Let's, you know, let's go to there and yes. all that sort of stuff. It's It's been fun. It's been really yes. fun. Yes. So when I first started this, I was, like, would just ask – I just asked the people that I would um, – uh, kind of came through with, mm -hmm. right? And I am completely surprised at uh, how much people are like interested in doing it, mm -hmm. right? Like I wouldn't think like, I think you're busy. You know what I mean? You don't got, you know, but like you were real receptive and like, so now I'm starting to like, um, I think it's, I try to do the same thing, like meeting people. Like I met you at that Monday thing and it just so happened you were doing it. I was like, hey, I got a podcast, whatever. So it's like, it started out as me like, wanting to meet people and it's still like functioning as that but uh it's kind of cool it's kind of cool yeah. i think some people though think like like sometimes new people uh they think it's i think sometimes they think it's like um a bigger deal than it is right because they'll come up and they'll like chat me up yeah you know hey man, come on no, no show, not even that but like, not even know? that but like they'll talk me up and like oh blah 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 and then like five minutes in the conversation be like oh you got that podcast and I'm like, first of all, I mean, we're just hanging out, you yeah. know, like, yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of interesting, like, 
it's like, I mean, I don't have a show. I can imagine if you have a show, the backdooring of the wanting to get on the show. So like, you know, like really, so it's just, it's just interesting. I have nothing. And I'm just like really interested in the fact that people will try to like think I'm like a person. I'm nobody. You know what I mean? Like well, this you're, is a, you're a good interviewer. Oh, thank so, you, thank you, thank yeah. you. And I have a great time. Honestly, yeah. I just like have a great time doing it. Yeah. But what is that like? Okay, we've almost done two hours, not two hours, one hour. <laughs> but we've almost done one hour, which is we want to probably keep an hour. But what is that like? Like, because comedy, it you can't help it but be very transactional. It does not even on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's right. so many times where like I've had someone on, and just because we've been talking, it's not even like, hey, I have you on, and like I'm on your show. It's just like, oh, hey, by the way. It'd be cool to have you on. Like, mm. so like, when people know you have something, what is that like? Like how, like how do you filter through all that and like try to figure out like well, who's who's like doing? That's that's a lot things. of why I do so many open mics. Yeah, because it's an audition and people don't. Oh, know. smart, smart. So you know they're not trying to play up to me. They're just showing me what they have, smart. and I could say. They are incredibly good, and I need to get them up, or yeah. they need some seasoning. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, to yeah. you, yeah. Uh, there's potential there, but um, I'm basically running a pro show at this point. It's not. I had someone say, "Oh, you should have," and I always host because I uh, apparently am more type A than I like to admit. Yeah. And you know, it's my show, and that way I know. Everything needs to be accounted for. I know what Dan and Brenda want. And so I just do my stuff at the top, and I have, you know, the comics come on after. And I had someone say, oh, you should, you know, throw someone on as a guest host because they're looking for reps. They're looking for, you know, know, they're looking for just time to to practice. I'm like, this is not a place to practice. This is a a pro show, and when you're ready, I'll have you on. But I'm not going to throw you up, you know, you can go and you can practice hosting at New Way now. You can go and practice hosting somewhere else, not yeah. at my pro show. Yeah. And um, so I do a lot of open mics just to see what's out there and and see who catches my interest. And it's really low key, and they don't even think about it. And yeah, you smart. Know, so uh, I get I get a lot of interest. You know, right when like the next month post comes out and people are like oh that's right i want to be on and they'll say do you have any time and i let them know if i'm booked i let them know if they're on the list to be considered yeah. coming up um uh, but i have said you know you're not quite ready yet uh, you know i'm honest that's cool them. feedback though that's good yeah. that you're like an honest feedback if they're yeah. if they're if they're like genuinely wanting to get better i'm that's like beneficial information yeah so i'm not i'm not mean about it because i can't be it's just that's not in my dna to be mean um but you know i have had to politely just say you're not ready for this yeah yeah this isn't uh just uh an open mic this is a pro show yeah oh well we did an hour guys uh finn it was awesome to get to meet you yeah sarah i'm finally we got this scheduled yep and uh mr bean it was so nice to meet you too, man. Like in person, that was really cool. Oh yeah, let me handshake you. Handshake you. Here so far. Handshake you. No, that was cool. That went by really fast. That went by really fast, you guys. Saving money just so they can brag to all of their friends that they falling again. Now I'm falling because then media reports what they willing to spend. Man, I'm wishing it ends one day. Till then, I'll be chilling, spilling suckers from the wrath of my pen. Where you at, homie?
none of them cats in your cooking, homie. How you want it, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. Where you at, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. None of them cats in your cooking, homie. None of them cats in your cooking, homie. Live from the deepest of dungeons I get into beats like water in sponges I think it's repugnant For the radio to play the same thing Over and over and over Plus it's redundant Find yourself swimming under bridges in London If you're ever fronting on the lyrical Everything comes full circle Like a spirit goes round and round Round and round Turntables might wobble but they won't fall down Look who's talking now, it's different on your radio dial I ain't afraid of your style Ain't afraid of your click, all I do is Grab a big equip and flip strips. All I do is grab a big equip and flip strips. All I do is grab a big equip and flip strips. Gear, where you at, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. How you want it, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. Where you at, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. None of them cats in your cooking, homie. None of them cats in your cooking, homie. Gear. Gear.